up, everybody, and welcome in. This is Oscar Barkas here with the bearded fellow next to me, Sam McFadden. And welcome into episode 17 of the SOS Fantasy Football Podcast. We're super excited to be back. Uh, this episode's coming out a little later on Wednesday. We've just been pretty busy. We've got uh, our final exams coming up here, wrapping up our semester, but we know we're, we've, we've got people expecting things. Oh, yeah. And we wouldn't want to miss it anyway. No, exactly. Can't let the fans down, but we can't let ourselves down either. Mm-hmm. Um, so to start, we're going to go classic news, and then we've got two segments. Uh, first is some pickups for the playoffs, um, and we'll kind of get into whether these players are for one week or for a few, um, and our advice on those type of acquisitions. And then we're going to break down the six best games that we found from week 14. Uh, Sam, you ready? Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, me neither. I'm, I'm literally buzzing with anticipation. So here we go. So first bit of news is pretty significant. The Panthers have fired Riverboat Ron Rivera. Um, mm, yeah, I don't know how I feel about this one. I think... Personally, I think Ron Rivera is a pretty good coach. I, I do too. I I think I think he'll go straight into another head coaching yeah. job next year. I it's just they're cleaning house. Yeah, it looks like so. This definitely seems like they could be saying goodbye to their general manager pretty soon. And definitely Cam the Newton. the Cam Newton trade rumors seem a lot more plausible now. Yeah, David Tepper bought the team last off season. Um, and he, it seems like he wants to make this team his own. I mean, the Panthers have definitely um, not exceeded anticipations, definitely uh, not played very well this year, had a very up-and-down season. And Ron Rivera's tenure as head coach has been kind of like that. He's had really good ups. I mean, two 10-win seasons, made it to the Super Bowl. He won Coach of the Year. Cam Newton won MVP while he was head coach. But they've also had some bad seasons, some disappointments. Um, and so I think that David Tepper just wants to kind of turn this organization upside down. Yeah, I mean... I don't see this changing anything for fantasy-relevant players no, this year, though. No. It'll be uh, interesting. To, the more fantasy-relevant thing is who they bring in at the end of the season. Yes. Moving forward. Yeah, I, I think that they're just going to kind of keep the pace... Um, obviously, Christian McCaffrey is going to keep up all the amazing things he's been doing this year. DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, a little bit, but other than that, this shouldn't this shouldn't change your expectations for any of those players. Um, speaking of Panthers quarterback Cam Newton, uh, so he had this whole injury has been an ankle sprain slash degenerative issue i i'm not it hasn't really been made clear but um there was the option to undergo surgery at the beginning of the offseason he chose not to or when it happened chose not to and it was affecting him too much so he missed the first two or played the first two weeks of the season and then never came back um he is now elected to undergo that surgery the only thing I think is interesting here is he was put on IR not too long ago, but a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah. And he waited till now to do the surgery. So I guess it's something that he thought he might be able to overcome. He, he did. I, and I guess it was just too much. So hopefully he comes back better uh, next year. But this makes me nervous for him coming back next year as a fantasy relevant asset um and it probably hurts his trade value a lot too in the actual nfl like i don't i don't know how much teams are going to be willing to give up anymore yeah i mean you're not giving up a first no or a second probably not giving up a second i heard on another podcast recently that the most an nfl gm who had managed a quarterback needy team he said the most he was willing to give up is a third round pick um, which, that sounds about right with and, the injury issues. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I guess um, m- m- on to more fantasy prevalent news. 
Daniel Jones has a high ankle sprain. Um, Pat Shermer said that the, this injury was similar to what Saquon suffered. Um, and remember, we talked about how Saquon beat that timeline. So, I mean, Daniel Jones could be looking at missing the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be four weeks. It could be six weeks. It, I mean, I don't think he'll be pull a Saquon and be back out in a week or two. No. Um, so, for the time being, Eli Manning. Eli season, baby. Up. So officially, my new start of the of the week for every week until further notice is Eli Manning. Fire him up, throw him out there. Eli season. So you're being sarcastic, but I think that this is better for most of the Giants options. Really? Yeah. I. I don't know. So Daniel Jones has been very turnover prone, very hit or miss. Um, and I think that this will be good so he can rehab fully and go into the offseason full offseason full of um, bonding and training with the team, hopefully get a lot better. But I think that after this injury, the Giants are probably going to sit him for the rest of the year because he is their future. Um, and why risk it on a lost season? That's true. I don't know. I don't think it really matters, to be honest with you, from a fantasy perspective whether he plays again this season or not. Yeah. Um, I don't think Eli Manning or Daniel Jones is that different an impact on the offensive weapons in that offense right now. Um, well, Eli does play. And I don't think, I don't think I'm playing these guys, either of these guys. Either, either Daniel Jones or Eli. Yeah. yeah, probably not. I will say Eli plays the Eagles, the Dolphins, the Redskins, and then the Eagles again to close out the year. And I would love if this was his swan song, just <laughs> tore it up, played all these teams well, and retired. It would be the perfect close to the year. Here's Eli the Manning question. Story. If he goes out there and balls out week four, this week and next week, just kills it. Uh-huh. Like 30-point weeks, two weeks in a row. Are you picking him up and playing him in your championship week? Are you giving the keys to the kingdom <laughs> to Eli Manning to win you a championship? It is against the if Redskins. If he's coming off 30-point 30 30 games against the Redskins, would you do it? I think so. I would not. I would not do that. I am not going out well, here's on the deal. Eli Manning. In our important league, your quarterback is Lamar Jackson, and my quarterback is Carson Wentz. So we're in different situations. We're in different situations. Yeah, but okay. There are more plenty of other NFL-focused question. Okay, if he goes on a tear the last four weeks of the season, kills it. Yeah, he gets signed to a team to be their starter. No, no, he doesn't. Really? <laughs> no. Okay. I don't think anyone's signing Eli to be a starter. That's fair. This I mean, upcoming. There's a there's plenty of QBs out yeah, there that are it's, gettable, it's a big, as yeah. well as there's several in the draft this year yeah. for those rebuilding yeah, you're teams. Right. You're right. All right, well, next bit of quarterback news. Gardner Minshew was named the starter. Um, for now, at least, the Nick Foles experiment has failed miserably. I Okay, so Gardner will be the starter for the rest of the season, I believe. However, I am not certain as to who will be the starter at the beginning of next season. And I'm not willing yet to say that it will be not be Nick Foles. I, I'm not even sure that Gardner will be the starter for the rest of the season. There, Nick Foles, there have been several issues. Nick Foles has looked bad in Very the four bad. games that he's played. And he, I mean, he just has not looked at all like what he did with the Eagles. His style of play has changed drastically. So I'm not sure th uh, what the Jaguars are thinking, but... If they get the right personnel in there, they might think that they can bring out that that Nick Foles that won a Super Bowl. I mean, he's only thirty years old. Yeah, his base salary next year is just over fifteen million, which Andy Dalton made sixteen yeah. million this yeah. year. It's not a lot of money no. for a quarterback. So I I don't think there's if they can't trade him for what they think is right. I don't think there's any urgency to get rid of him. I don't think so either. I mean, he is an expensive backup. Um, but you never know. John Elway could be like, ah, Nick Foles is is the answer. Yeah, he could be the he could be the answer. 
Um, so we'll see. I think that this is better for DJ Chark. Um, I think it's about the same for Leonard Fournette and most of the other uh, fantasy-relevant assets on the Jags. But I think that for DJ Chark, at least, this is better. I think I think it's better for the offense in general. I think they're going to score more points with Gardner Minshew right now than the Nick Foles that was out there the last four, the last three weeks. Um, so I see a slight bump. Nothing too big. Yeah. Uh, but the mustache and the jorts are back in the game. They're that's back, all, baby. That's all I'm caring about. Um, wide receivers, Julio Jones has a good shot to play this week. He barely missed last week. I mean, he was warming up before the Saints-Falcons game uh, like he was going to play. I think he plays. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think he plays too. And Julio's one of those guys that as soon as he's back, he's – a world beater. He's one of the best wide receivers in the league. Immediately goes back in your lineup. You don't want to wait it out like you might with some other guys. No. No. Um, T.Y. Hilton said that he's uncertain that he'll be back this year, and which kind of made me question. I, I don't know. I, I was a little surprised by this because the Colts are competing for a playoff spot, and I don't think that they're going to get there without him. I mean... No, I don't think so either. Um... I think this is alarming big time for T.Y. Hilton uh, owners. I mean, obviously, but the fact that he's coming out and saying that he's uncertain he'll be back this year when the team needs him and is vying for this playoff spot, and I'm sure he wants to be out there more than anything. That's a bad sign that this is still bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see. We'll we'll probably get a clearer look into things as we move into longer into the week. I mean, he's not going to play this week. Um, I mean, T.Y. Hilton played a game and he lo- he looked pretty bad to be honest. With you. He had a couple drops, which is not yeah usually what Texans. he does. I mean, he was visibly upset on the sideline, and I think a lot of people that track that up to his poor play and his drops, but. Frankly, after what he's saying here, it might be because he's he more hurt than he than he yeah. was hoping. Yeah. So just keep an eye on it. Definitely keep an eye on it and hope for the best for Ty. He's one of the league's best guys. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster came out and said he's week to week. That probably means he's not playing this week. Nope. Uh, and I'm so not sure I'd play him anyway. No. So it's James James Washington season then. Mm-hmm. He's been balling out. He has been balling. I will say he's going to get like four or five targets. So he's one of those lottery tickets. But yep. he's been, I mean, that catch this it's week. It's worked so far. So. That catch was nuts. Between two Browns defenders, ridiculous. Um, Adam Thielen, there was a run through today, um, and he did not practice. So, you know, I. I think it's a little early to say he's not going to play, um, but we'll see. I would say he's going to play, but like I thought he was going to play last week. Yeah, like up was... until the game time, it was almost a game time decision. It was real early. It was the day of the game yep. um, that he, they said he was wasn't going to participate, um, and I think a lot of people were pretty shocked by that. So. Yeah. I, who knows? Make sure to have some options. Yeah. Um, switching to running backs, uh, the Dolphins have put Kalen Balage on the injured reserve, which means that he now holds the single season record for the worst yards per carry with like 60 plus touch. I don't remember what the, uh, number of touches it had to be. But he averaged like 2.2 yards per carry. This the season. short of it is he's not a good running back. Yeah, I I would not be surprised if the Dolphins move on this offseason. I mean, the Dolphins are pretty bad, but Kalen Bellage is worse. Really so yeah, he's not he's not he's too bad to play for the Dolphins. So, which is tough. Which is tough. So yeah. you know, hopefully he gets healthy, but not a can't good imagine sign they for... uh, keep him. And yeah. I don't know who would sign him. Yeah. So. Carry uh, on Johnson, another person on IR. So he's still on IR, but he's returned to practice. Um, he's not going to be back for anything fantasy relevant, and the Lions are out of the playoffs, so I really don't think that they'll play him. No. But it's a good sign for next year because um, he is their guy. 
They they would like to use him a lot, but he needs to prove that he can stay healthy. Yep. Uh, Damian Williams, after all this confusion, I mean, he didn't play last week. Um, there was a. It was looking like he was not going to play this week, but now Andy Reid came out and said that there's a chance that he has he plays this week. Isn't a super strong. Uh, conviction towards that, but uh, I mean, LaShawn McCoy has not looked great. Daryl Williams, the other running back, other Williams in that backfield, um, has cracked ribs and he's out this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, someone's going to have success out of that backfield, but I don't really want to go down that Someone road. might have success out of that backfield. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, there's been weeks, there have been weeks this season where no one in that backfield yeah. has had success. And, I mean, there's four guys, including Darwin Thompson, who got some run last week. Got yes. plenty of run a last week. A lot of run last week. After Daryl Williams got those cracked ribs. Um, I mean, so there's basically four guys, three of which are on the injury carousel which um, are older and so, injury prone yeah i mean when they're all here who's gonna have the good game no and then one. one's gonna have a good game you're gonna play him the next week and it's gonna be a different guy yeah so this is a tough situation not fun um marlon mack so there wasn't any update to it but at the beginning of the day they said that he will practice today so i assume that he practiced um yeah I, the Colts need him. Yeah, they need him badly. Bad. They didn't give Jonathan Williams, Jonathan Williams the ball. Any touches. So I don't know what happened. Maybe he did something. Well, the week before he didn't play very well in the yeah. touches that he got. So he he had his one. He had his two big weeks in a row. Um, one of which was in the game that Mac got injured. Um, I, I mean, it's Marlon Mack's backfield. As soon as he's back, fire him up. Fire him up. Um, Josh Jacobs said that he's been playing with a fractured shoulder. Scary, but like, man, he is playing well. Yeah, he's playing real well with a he's, fractured shoulder. He's on pace for like 1,400 yards. Um, I believe he's third in the league in rushing right now. Yep. Um, I mean, this makes me a little nervous, but the thing that really gives me pause when it comes to Josh Jacobs is... He's not getting any targets. No, he's not. It's super weird. It's weird. I mean, the Raiders have been doing weird stuff all season about their targets. They're giving Terrell Williams all the targets in the world, which is great and all. He's been producing pretty well, honestly, better than I thought he would. But they've been ignoring two of probably their two best weapons receiving-wise. Absolutely. I I would consider, and Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs. Um, And the weird thing is Josh Jacobs was not like a prolific runner in college. The reason that he was drafted so high is that he was a complete back. Specifically, he could catch the ball incredibly well. Right. Um, This fractured shoulder thing worries me quite a bit, though, going into the playoffs. Just because you get hit wrong on that shoulder, and it could get broken. Yeah. I mean... mean, Dalvin Cook, who's not in these in this news, but should be. So he's been dealing with a shoulder injury, not a fracture. But the reason that he went out for a lot of the Vikings' last game was he got hit in the spot that hurt his shoulder, right. where his shoulder was hurt, and that's why it took him a little while to come back. So you could, yeah, you, know, you could end up with a bad game from Josh Jacobs just because he gets hurt. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. but. On the flip side, great news for Josh Jacobs next year. If he's doing this with a fractured shoulder, yeah, yeah, he could absolutely. be phenomenal next year. I mean, he's already phenomenal. I mean, he he'll be a, a top eight drafted running back for sure next year. Um, Bruce Arians. So here we are back on the Tampa Bay running back committee carousel. Um, so, Ronald Jones had been named the starter last week, didn't get a whole lot of touches. This week, uh, sat for like three quarters of the game. Um, and everyone's saying, what the heck? 
I mean, Peyton Barber got 17 carries. He turned that into 44 yards. I mean, the only reason why he was fantasy relevant this past week is he had two touchdowns. Um, and everyone was asking why. I mean, Peyton, Ronald Jones is by far the better running back of the two. And Arians came out and said that he missed a blitz pickup. And that's, that's all that it takes for him to miss the rest of the game. However, he did come out and say today he's still the starter. Why do people fall for this every single time? Every single time this season, when one of the Tampa Bay running backs either misses the game or has a good game or something, people overreact to it and say, okay, he's the guy. All right, he's out now. He's the guy. He's the guy for the rest of the season. It's wrong. You're wrong. You're there, wrong. There is no guy yeah. in there, Tampa Bay. And there's no... Yeah, you're never going to be right. It's You're going to... I mean, Ron Jones has had a good run the last couple games as the guy, but it comes to an end inevitably. Which so is I, so sad. And, I mean, it reminds me so much of Arizona. David Johnson was playing behind, I believe, Chris Johnson and Adrian Peterson, if I'm getting the timeline right. And he was... Far and away the best running back. I mean, better than it was. It was Chris Johnson and Andre Ellington. David Johnson was far and away as a rookie the best running back of the trio. But he couldn't. He was not being played because he couldn't catch super well and he wasn't picking up blitzes. And as soon as he made a mistake, he was out for the rest of the game. Ronald Jones is absolutely the more talented running back here, um, but Bruce Arians is pretty set in his ways. Yep. So just watch out if if you've stuck on this long with Ronald Jones, like I have. I'm sorry. Also, I'm just frankly not that intrigued by Ronald Jones as a player. To be honest with you, well, I've, that's just I've, my opinion. I've known that he has. Listen, he when he plays and gets the opportunity, that's great and all. I don't think he's that standout. Of oh, a he's not back. that standout. He's better than, better Peyton, than Barber, Peyton Barber, but. Yeah, it's just you know. Like I said, we're back on the carousel, and it is not a fun one to be on. Um, last bit of news: Evan Ingram, Giants tight end, is expected to be back this week. He has dealt with a myriad of injuries, concussion, and an ankle issue, and a knee issue, and a elbow. I mean, list goes on. But he's expected to play this week. Does that mean? And I'm going to play him. Yeah. I mean- yeah. It's you tight have ends, to. Yeah. Um, Evan Ingram is one of the best players, one of the best tight ends in the league. I think Eli is going to hyper-target him, but we'll see. Um, hopefully he can stay healthy. Let's go ahead and move into our pickups for the playoffs. Uh, Sam and I each chose a, posi- a, a player at each position of need. Um, Sam, you want to kick us off? Yeah, I'll start us off with my QB. Pick up for the playoffs. It's none other than Gardner Minshew. Oh um, yeah, baby. Gardner. Listen, people were left with a sour taste in their mouth after his last game, which he did not play very well in. Um, but to be honest with you, I think that people were over exaggerating how good he was even before that game. Yes. Um, so when they were super disappointed after that last game where he did so poorly against the uh, Texans, um, I was a little taken aback by how much like people were surprised that he did poorly in a game. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's a rookie Sixth quarterback. He has, he's had his struggles all season. Yeah. I mean, these bad games are going to happen. However, week 15 and 16, which is the semifinal and finals in a lot of leagues, and hopefully it is in yours too, um, he plays the Raiders, and then in the in the play, in the championship he plays the Falcons. Both so, of which are poor secondaries that shed points. Yeah, and so it's it's one of those guys that um, you can pick up, you can feel comfortable starting. I think um, we've seen this offense score points. I think recently, after Nick Foles had come back in the Texans game with Gardner Minshew. It's made this team look basically like one of the worst offenses in the league. 
And for a couple weeks there, in the, uh, before this downfall, they were look they were looking really, really w- uh, well on the oh, offensive was, side yeah. of the ball. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I I like this pickup. He's playing the Chargers in week four uh, this week, um, which isn't a horrible matchup, but I think you can do better. Um, so I I would definitely pick him up though and put him on your bench if you need someone in those later weeks. Yeah, um, I agree. Especially yeah. I wouldn't play him this first week of the playoffs, but if you've got a bye or if you've got a quarterback that you're comfortable starting this week, then the next two weeks should be really good, especially if he keeps that job. Um, My quarterback recommendations, the first is if Ryan Tannehill's out there, pick him up. By God, please pick him up. He's been so good. I think he's still the quarterback, too. Oh, no. He, he had a down week this week. But he will recover. This Titans offense looks so much better under him. Um, but he should be owned in your league. So I'm going to give another recommendation. Um, and one that I might find myself turning to here. And this is Fitzmagic, baby. Um, he's, been, he's been pretty good. Uh, and he's been carrying his wide receiver one in Devontae Parker. Um, and the Dolphins have a pretty good playoff schedule. Um, Sam, are you pulling that up? Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. Um, and he's not afraid to sling it. Yeah, they play the Jets this week, the Giants next week, and the Bengals week 16. Yeah. Really good playoff schedule for quarterbacks. Um, and if you're stuck with someone like Carson Wentz, like I am, um, who barely got it done against the Dolphins, um, I'm thinking about leaning that way. Ryan Fitzpatrick is... I, I have no problem with picking him up. And honestly, I don't really have a problem with you playing him if you need if you need a good quarterback. Just beware, he is a, he's a high-ceiling guy. But he's low a low floor, floor guy too. Oh yeah. So we'll you know, see. When you ride with Fitzpatrick, you just got to be willing to ride with it. You, you got to be willing to die with yeah, Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, some some people are desperate, such yeah. as myself. Absolutely. Uh, my running back pickup for the playoffs is Darwin Thompson from the Kansas City Chiefs. Really? We talked about it earlier. Um, it's because he is the healthiest of the bunch. And the best. And I think he's one of the better running backs they have. Um, given the opportunity, I think he could he could have the he could have have a really good time with some touches in that offense. Um, Damian Williams is hurt. Daryl Williams is hurt. LaShawn McCoy has been they have the Andy Reid really has tried to cut walk away from LaShawn McCoy several times this season. Plenty of times um, this season. If I'm not wrong, I think they sat him out of one of the games. They did. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> this is his opportunity right now. It is. And he was he, he was drafted late, but he was thought of by a lot of people in the NFL community as the most talented running back on that roster before the season even started. Um, and he's a good receiving running back. He's a really fast guy. Um, and... You know, if he can impress these last few weeks, he may be their guy moving forward. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I was kind of talking trash on the running back carousel in Kansas City, but you know, if you can if you can get one of the pieces, you should absolutely, absolutely do it. Um, I am a little more confident in my guy than I am with yours, but that's just because. Um, of Dalvin Cook's injury concern. So, like we mentioned earlier, he injured his shoulder. He said he's fine. He said he's good to go. But, like Sam mentioned, one more hit on one of these recurring injuries, and it can knock you out for a long time. Um, and this, so this is Dalvin Cook's backup on the Vikings. His name's Alexander Madison. And they look almost identical in terms of player profile and what they look like in real life. I mean, you watch either of these guys run, and you're like, oh my God, Dalvin Cook looks super good. And then you're like, oh, that was Madison that time. Um, And he's impressed all season. 
actually taken away some work from Dalvin Cook. Um, but I think regardless of if Cook plays this week, you can start Madison as a flex because of the injury concern, but also because they might limit uh, Dalvin's workload this week just to keep him healthy. But then if he were to go down again, he's a top five running back. I completely agree. I mean, the only reason he wasn't my running back pickup for the playoffs is because you wrote it down first. So, you know, I would pick him up first if he's available. My uh, wide receiver pickup for the playoffs is James Washington for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. This gets a little more complicated if Juju comes back, which he will eventually. However, they really did not target Juju when he was healthy. I mean, they have not been utilizing him at all. For a while, Deontay Johnson was the guy, but honestly, Deontay Johnson has making some, made some pretty bad decisions the last couple weeks. He was fighting last week in, in Cleveland. He hasn't been performing as well as he was early in the season. And James Washington has been balling out the last two weeks. He has played great. So he is one of those guys, high, high ceiling, low floor guys, that uh, I might be willing to take a shot on a flex spot if you're desperate. Oh, yeah, and he's big buddies with Duck Hodges, the yep. Steelers' new quarterback. They're hunting buddies, apparently. Uh, there was a picture that kind of floated around. Um, and Devlin Hodges, I mean, the Steelers aren't going to throw the ball very much. They're going to count on their defense and their run game to keep them afloat. But there are times in every game where you got to send up a prayer. And Devlin Hodges has shown that he's pretty competent in those situations. And he's going to turn to his guy, and his guy is James Washington right now. Right. Um, my wide receiver pickup, and this is big, heavily uh, relying on the T.Y. Hilton news, and that's Zach Pascal. So Pascal has been someone that people have talked about all season because um, of the T.Y. injuries. Um, but he... Um, hasn't looked great but his target share has been great over the last few weeks and he is a talented guy and he's the best wide receiver left for the Colts um and I think that especially for this week because T.Y. is definitely not playing this week uh Jacoby Brissett when he throws the ball is gonna have to look Pascal's way yeah uh I like Pascal um he's certainly getting the work while T.Y. is out it's just every time I see that team without T.Y. Hilton, it just makes me think, um, like, man, they this roster is pretty great, but they really need to get T.Y. some help in the wide receiver core. And that's been the they've same tried. thing. They've tried. Yeah, I mean, they've tried. They got D.N.K. and they, that didn't work out. They've, they've tried a couple different pieces. Philip Dorsett. I mean, Dante Moncrief was all right as a wide receiver, too, for them. And then they brought in... Uh... Oh, what's his name from the Panthers this past... Uh, Devin Funches. Which is just a horrible Stupid. acquisition from the beginning. $10 million for that man for a year. What a ridiculous idea. Um, but, oof, I mean, yeah, Pascal should be on for sure. Um, and hopefully, I mean, he's another one of those guys like Darwin Thompson, whereas if he shows out and shows he can be a competent number two, they'll keep him on next year um, in a bigger role. Um, so he's got something to play for, even if the Colts are out of playoff contention. Right. All right, my uh, tight end or tight ends for the for the playoffs are Tyler Higby and Noah Fant. And the reason I put two here is because I don't think there is a guy that you can pick up and just play through the playoffs. No. I think this is a. I think with tight end, if you don't have a guy that you can trust week in and week out, you gotta look a, at this. It's a matchup. Dude. Yeah. It's a game of matchups. Um, you're you're betting on lottery tickets here, um, so it's not that hard to get a top twelve tight end. Uh, so I I don't let I'm fine playing Noah Fant or Tyler Higby or Oscar's guy who you'll hear about in a second uh, in certain matchups. I'm not comfortable playing just trusting him in the playoffs. Yeah, it's, um, um, Higby for me is a this week only, or as as long as it takes for Gerald Everett to come back. Right, right. Um, but he looked great last game. It was the Cardinals, um, so don't don't think that he's going to do that week in and week out. Right. Um, but Fance looked pretty good. I mean, his target share. We'll see if Drew Locke 
uh, looks towards him as much as Brandon Allen did. Mm-hmm. Um, my guy uh, is Jack Doyle. And this is strictly because the Colts are out of options. I mean, Jack Doyle has always been a pretty decent tight end. He had like 10 touchdowns or eight touchdowns two years ago. Um, he had a, he had, it was a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, cause Eric Ebron had his big year last year. Doyle was two years ago. Um, he is pretty talented. I mean, he's just a safety valve and this is strictly because like we've mentioned, TY's out, Eric Ebron, their other big tight end, um, has, is, has been placed on IR. Um, so it's down to him and Jacoby Brissett's always loved Jack Doyle. If you look at his entire career with the Colts, Back when he played most of the season two years ago, he that was Jack Doyle's big year. Um, and but like Sam said, this is matchup based. Uh, one name that I wouldn't, I didn't put on the dock, but I would like to throw in here is Mike Gesicki. I brought up Ryan Fitzmagic. This is his tight end. So when he's not looking Devonte Parker's way, he he's been looking at Gesicki a lot. Um, he has had three top five tight end weeks in the last five weeks. Um, and any time that you're being looked at in the red zone and you're as athletically gifted as Mike Gusecki is, there's always a chance that he's going to come away with 10 to 12 points. Um, so these are four guys that keep their names in mind. Right. And, I mean, Gesicki's a, a perfect guy if you're going by the matchups because, like we said, the Dolphins have just about the easiest schedule in yes in yep. the playoffs. All right, my uh, my defense for the playoffs and defense is is just like tight ends; it's a matchup game, absolutely for sure. Especially the defenses you'll be that'll be available during the playoffs; it's a matchup game. Yeah, my defense might be a little surprising. It's the New York Football Giants. God, I hate this. Uh, and it sounds gross to say. Uh, I think a lot of people. In general, just see the Giants' defense. They're like, no way, not on my team. But their schedule for the playoffs is the Eagles, Miami, and then Washington. Doesn't get much better than that. It really doesn't, especially with how Carson Wentz has been playing, turnover prone. Ryan Fitzpatrick, as much as I love him, is also turnover prone. And then Dwayne Haskins is about the most willing to give the ball away quarterback in the NFL right Right. The only team in the NFL that has an easier fantasy playoff schedule for a defense is the Dolphins. And call me crazy, the Giants' defense is better than the Dolphins' defense. I can't call you crazy (laughs) because I don't know that I could name three players on the Dolphins' starting defense right now. Yep. Um, So, I mean, if you do not have one of those... Top defenses, Might you could do a lot worse yeah. than the New York football giants. I, I, I don't think that I could play them just because they've been so bad. And, you know, the, the Giants have poured assets into the, their defense over and over. I mean, they just recently traded a third and a fifth round pick for Leonard Williams. Um, I mean... You're right. Schedule-wise, you could do a whole lot worse. Talent, I mean, you know, like Sam said, it's completely matchup-based, and you want to look for defenses that are going to cause a lot of turnovers, which they very well could. Uh, My team, this is not homerism either, that I'm looking for in the playoffs. It's a little bit of homerism. Okay, it's a little bit. It's the Houston Texans. So their schedule in the playoffs is Denver, Tennessee, Tampa Bay, which isn't super great. Um, Denver, I mentioned because Drew Locke has now been their, named their starting quarterback, and any rookie quarterback is going to have their miscues, mis- their up-and-down games. And so, like I just said, you want people that are going to turn the ball over a lot. So Denver's a great example of that. Tennessee, you're not playing the Texans defense. I think that's going to be a super good game, and I think that Ryan Tannehill is going to play pretty well. I, I would not play the Texans defense. Then we go back to Tampa Bay, and as many points 
as they're going to score, Jameis Winston is also the best hope at a pick six in the NFL. So I'm I'm thinking that the Texans defense in weeks 14 and 16 is a team that you can turn to. I have a statistic that I don't think you're going to like very much. Okay. So you're talking about how bad the Giants defense has been this season. So the Giants are 25th in the league in defense, fantasy points. The Texans are 24th. Yeah, no. They're one above them. Texans have not been very good. They scored one more point. Especially since J.J. Watt's been out, they've not been a good, very good fantasy defense. Real life says differently. Texans defense as a whole has played a lot better than the Giants. Um, but, but we don't deal in real life. We deal in fantasy. Yes, you're absolutely right. <laughs> um, but the reason that you're bringing up the Giants is because they're playing turnover-friendly teams. And right. I'm, I'm bringing up the Texans because they're going to play some turnover-friendly teams. That's true. That's fair. So, weeks 14 and 16, look the Texans' way. And then I guess you can look the Giants' way. We'll just 15. have to see which uh, team performs better over the three games. All right, stretch. I guess so. Um, <laughs> one guy that I want to bring up before we get into our second segment um, Darius Geis. So I feel like we need to talk about him at some point this episode because he's been so up and down, injured, not injured. Adrian Peterson's the starting running back all season. Well, in week 13, he had, I think, the best running back, best week for a running back. Um, He carried the ball 10 times for 129 yards and two touchdowns. So that does not say, I mean, that target or that running back percentage share is not very good. He he carried the ball 10 times on a team that's really run heavy. That means that they don't have a whole lot of confidence in him. However, he's proven that he is by far the most talented running back in that rotation. And as they're looking towards next year, they may want to play him more. Um, see what they've got and he's proven that he should he deserves more work. I feel really bad for Darius Geis owners this season because they're going to play him now, and he's going to disappoint them. He, yeah, I, he's not going to do this again, and he's not going to get a huge, tar, huge carry percentage. Um, I guess as they look to preserve his health, but for the three weeks of the playoffs, the Redskins played the Packers, bad run defense. The Eagles, great run defense. Don't play them then. And then the Giants, bad run defense. I would feel comfortable if you are heading into a matchup where you're looking like you're going to lose by 30-plus points, 20-plus points. I would feel comfortable putting him in your lineup as a lottery ticket because he can have a 32-point week like you just for did. For sure, for sure. Also, i just like to put it out there. You heard it here first. Not a fan of Darius Geis as a person. He tweeted out uh, yesterday... Uh, he did do this. He which tweeted out sucks. yesterday, uh, sorry about your job at Ron Rivera. Classless move. Very classless move. However, we're talking fantasy Doesn't wise. matter to- towards fantasy, just letting everyone know Very he classless did do that. move. He did do that. But when you're talking fantasy, um, he's a guy that you... If you're really looking for someone to pick up the slack for your running backs... Darius Geis could be that guy. He could also give you a zero-point week, but um, he's talented. Let's move into our segment two. Um, we've got four games here. Week 14 is not a very exciting one for NFL games, but we no. picked we picked four good ones. Um, the the games we're going to talk about is the excuse me the Ravens versus the Bills, the 49ers versus the Saints. The Chiefs versus the Patriots, and the Seahawks versus the Rams. Sam, you want to kick us off? Yeah, my first game is the 49ers versus the Saints. Uh, so for this game, I, I, this was honestly the one I had some trouble with, uh, just because, frankly, the Saints have been a bit of an enigma the last couple weeks. Big time. Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara have been a little disappointing recently. Michael Thomas um, only last week. Alvin Kamara's been kind of a disappointment the whole season. Yeah, uh, I, I'm i not worried about either of them, really, no. though. This is a tough matchup, but, I mean, you're playing him either way. Absolutely. Um, the player I picked was Debo Samuel. 
with an asterisk because I think it's I think Debo Samuel will have a fine game because I don't think Marshawn Lattimore will be on him the entire game. No. I think he'll spend enough time on Emmanuel Sanders for Debo to uh, get open on some plays and uh, have you a good week. Plus, he's been just he's just been great the last three or four weeks. Yeah, he hasn't been seeing a ton of targets, but when he has been getting targets, he's been electric. And it's one of those guys kind of like Darius guys where it's like, please give him more touches. Yeah. Um, so, fire him up this week. You should not feel any hesitation to put him into a flex spot. He's a great flex, uh, frankly, for the rest of the season. Um, but uh, this game should be good. I'm excited for this game. I think the 49ers are angry about what happened versus the Ravens this past week. Yep. Um, but I do think that the Saints are looking to prove that they're the best team in the NFC. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it should be a really good one. Um, I'm going to talk about the Ravens versus the Bills game now. Um, this is... I'm super excited for this game because it's it sets some record. I mean, it was a pretty useless stat, but the starting quarterbacks in this game have combined for the most rushing yards by any two quarterbacks that have met in the same season, um, which, you know, is, is pretty cool. I'm excited to see... the the defensive game plans that each team has to counter um, what each quarterback does because both defenses are pretty good. Um, I'd say almost about equal. The Ravens have been a lot better than the Bills the past few weeks, but they both have really good secondaries, um, really good defensive lines. I mean, there should be a really good chance to see what each quarterback does against great defenses. Obviously, Lamar Jackson has shown that he can outmaneuver anyone. He destroyed the the Patriots' defense a few weeks ago. Um, but he's going to... I mean, he looked mortal, I would say, last week against the 49ers. Um, that was mostly due to heavy downpour. But it, we'll see what Sean McDermott does to kind of slow him down. Obviously, obviously, you know you're starting him. You're playing Mark Andrews. You're playing Hollywood Brown. All three, of, uh, both of the receivers have been incredible since coming back from injury, um, especially in these last few games. On the Buffalo side, um, I'm not comfortable starting Josh Allen, but and John Brown has slowed down a little bit. But someone that I think is hasn't been sneaky. I wouldn't say sneaky because he's been pretty good the last few weeks but I think this is how the Bills are going to have to beat the Ravens and that's in the short passing game and so I'm looking Cole Beasley's way this week certainly interesting he had a great game against Dallas best of the season he played phenomenally um which I was a little upset about but at the same time gotta love the revenge game so not too upset about it um I think that Cole Beasley, if someone gets it done, it's probably gonna eh, it's probably gonna be him. Um, I do love me some Smokey Brown, but it's gonna be a tough day for him. It uh, is I think it's gonna be a day. tough day for the Bills in general. To be honest with you, this is an interesting matchup. I don't think it's particularly a close matchup. Um, I, I think, think that I think that the Ravens are going to be able to score pretty well uh and the bills aren't the type of team that is that can keep up with a high no, they, so they can't keep up and i the ravens absolutely win this game but buffalo is trying to prove i mean if the bills win this week and the patriots lose it's a they have tied records in the, oh, yeah. in the afc east oh yeah um so they're playing for something to playing to prove something um, I don't think that they can get it done, but I think that this will be a lot better game than people are expecting. All right. Next game is Seattle versus the Los Angeles Rams. And uh, one person I will talk about really quick is Tyler Lockett, who has been... Disappointing. Disappointing. Weirdly disappointing. I don't know why. I mean, he only had three targets last, last yeah. week. Um, zero catches, Gustia. A lot of people who 
made the playoffs in large part because of Tyler Lockett's greatness. Are getting really nervous about him, and uh, you know, with right, good reason. So. But I think you got to trust the guy, and I think you de- I think you got to trust him. You gotta I the think... Seattle secondary, or not the the Rams secondary. Be- besides Jalen Ramsey, even with Jalen Ramsey, even with Jalen Ramsey, yeah. has not been that great. I mean, they've been pretty mediocre. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I think as far as Tyler, before you get into the rest of the game, right. I think as far as Tyler Lockett goes, I think a lot of it has to do with that injury that he suffered a few weeks ago. I think he's just been slow to come back. I mean, he was not looking super good before that injury, um, but this has for sure slowed him down a little bit. I am not comfortable playing him again until he proves that he's he's him, his normal self. So a friend of mine came up to me today. And we were talking about football. We had, were both in the playoffs. And he was talking to me and he was saying, Man, I love my team, but Tyler Lockett has been killing me the last couple weeks. I think I'm going to start James Washington instead. Ooh. And I said... Go Listen, ahead, but you got you got to follow your gut here. You got to do what you think is best for your team. But this is what I'm talking about. People are freaking out about Tyler so, Boyd or Tyler Lockett. Excuse me. Okay, bringing up Tyler Boyd, would you play Tyler Lockett or Tyler Boyd? Who do the Bengals play this week? Uh, I'm not sure. I can look. Tyler Lockett or Debo Samuel? Debo Samuel against New Orleans. I'll probably play Debo. Yeah, the Bengals play, where are they? The Browns. Yeah, I'll probably play, I'll play Tyler Lockett over Tyler Boyd. Okay, I'm playing both of those guys over Lockett. Like I said, I mean, you're going to, I'm playing Tyler Lockett over James Washington for sure. Um, I would think about Zach Pascal. I would not. I would not think about Zach Pascal. I, so, so. <clears throat> I'm I'm uncomfortable playing Tyler Lockett this week is what I'm trying to say. I I'd look for some of these guys that have come on strong of late, um, especially if they they have good matchups such as Debo and Tyler Boyd. Um I I would I would wait a week at least on Tyler Lockett, but anyway, um the player that I would play for sure well I guess not for sure, but the one I'm very interested in playing is Rashad Penny, who's been great the last two weeks. Um, he's been doing the absolute most he can with the touches he's been given. He's still not getting a ton of touches. Um, Chris Carson is out touching him still. Yeah. But he's gotten goal line work, he's gotten passing work, he's gotten running work, and he's done great with all of it. He's done great. So. W- it's a different type of situation than we're used to with Rashad Penny in that, yes, he's still getting, he's only getting a little bit more work than he's been getting, but he's Looked playing his butt off better. with what he's yeah. getting. And the the Rams are a really middle-of-the-pack defense. They're worse against the run than they are against the pass. Um, but, I mean, yeah, and I just I think it's really funny. We talked about a few, I think, two weeks ago exactly how comfortable we would be playing Chris Carson the rest of the way. Yeah. And since we said that, Rashad Penny has been the answer for the Seahawks. Um, I I think max we're gonna see like a forty five percent rush share for Rashad Penny for sure. But that's sure. all he's needed these past yeah. few weeks. He's had over twenty um, points the last two weeks. I'm comfortable flexing him. For sure, and you know, if you're really running back needy, he can be your running back too. Um, as we go into these playoffs, um, the last game that I'm going to talk about before I wrap us up here is the Patriots versus the Chiefs. I think a rematch of that AFC Championship game last year. I think this is going to be super good. Um, and the player that I want to talk about is Sony Michelle. So, the Chiefs do not have a good run defense. Um, and I think that Sonny Michelle, though he's been super, super up and down, mostly down this year, um, 
this is a week where he can feast. The Patriots are going to need to catch, keep up. I mean, the their defense is enough to keep them in the game, but their offense has not looked great. But if their offense is going to succeed, it's on the ground. And, you know, this could be one of those Sonny Michelle three-touchdown games. Absolutely. I mean, it can't be said enough how much – how this Kansas City Chiefs defense plays. Yeah. It's really holding back the team. Oh. This team could absolutely be a Super Bowl contender and I think they're on uh, like the second tier as com- compared to a couple of these other teams because of their defense specifically. Um, so Sonny Michelle could absolutely light them up, get a couple of those goal line carries, fall into the end zone. Um, I think I'm a little more interested in James White to be honest with you That's this good, week. Yeah. Yeah, but it's only because he's been more consistently like good, like he's been well, more, sure, much more reliably, yeah. much more reliable this season. Um, but that being said, flexing Santa Michelle, I have no problem with yeah. this week. Um, so speaking of more receiving type options for the Patriots, James White for sure. Uh, another one of those people I should bring up. Um, Julian Edelman, the Texans kind of figured out how to play the Patriots this past week in that you stick your best corner slash corners on Julian Edelman. He's their only reliable pass catcher besides James White. And then try and get a Nikhil Harry or Philip Dorsett or Jacoby Myers, one of those other guys, to try and beat you. And so far they have not been able to. Um... On the Chiefs side, obviously you're playing Patrick Mahomes. Um, Tyreek Hill is questionable. The the Patriots are known to take away your best receiving option, Um, but he's still a must-play. Please don't play Sammy Watkins. I think we're past that. Absolutely. Um, This is not one of those weeks where you look towards Meikle Hardman or Demarcus Robinson as a lottery ticket. I, I don't think that that's worth it. Um, but Darwin Thompson, as good as the New England defense has been, I think that if he gets a good run, um, he's he's shown that he's pretty electric, and Patrick Mahomes loves those loves his electric players. Um, I think this should be a really good game, though. We'll see if the Patriots <clears throat> can, if their defense can hold them. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, one thing I will say, I would just like to defend Julian Edelman. Um, I think he's phenomenal. I think he's great. Uh, the Texans tried their best to stop him. Um, his stat line at the end of the last game was six catches on 11 targets for 106 yards and a touchdown. So I, <clears throat> what I meant in that was they shut him down enough to where the Patriots obviously lost the game. I think most of his work was done in garbage time, trying to catch back up, um, which they almost did. But... Um, they showed what you need to do against the Patriots offense in the first few quarters to just keep them out of the game. Sure, sure, yeah. But I, Julian I don't Edelman's think... talented enough. He's still going to get his. Yeah. I, I'm not worried about Julian Edelman even a little bit in these these final weeks of the season. Um, I think that he is one of the best wide receivers you could have coming into here. Most reliable, Coming, coming from a reliable, sure. re- reliability standpoint, there yeah. are plenty of... There are some wide receivers... That, uh, that are higher than him in the rankings so far in the season that are that have problems with like uh, like the name I'll throw out is Mike Evans who's averaged four points over the last two or three weeks and had a goose early in the season guys like those so you know you'd rather have a Julian Edelman going into the playoffs just uh, appreciate the Julian Edelmans of the world yeah I was definitely not trying to talk right, right, trash right. on him but um, but that about wraps us up good good luck in your first week of playoffs hopefully we've helped get you there if not i guess trash talk us on twitter a little bit (laughs) yeah we're waiting for it oh last piece of advice if you are in the playoffs i think it's easy to worry about the championship game worry about the week you're playing a hundred percent do not pick up a guy that you're like okay he's gonna be good over the next few weeks to sacrifice a guy that's going to be good this week. Play to win now. I mean, the same guy who came up to me about James Washington earlier said, um, 
yeah, I'll be all right this week. I'm I'm more worried about week uh, week fifteen. And I was like, I think you should worry about this week, buddy. Definitely. So, you know, people who look, people who automatically assume they're making it through to the finals usually end up losing. Yep. So, uh, and I've definitely been in those shoes before. I think we all have. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening uh, to us, Babylon. Uh, We really appreciate uh, all of your support. And we'll, uh, we'll see you guys soon. Yeah, see you next week.